0: Because I want you to have a profitable private practice. My book, Profit First for Therapists, is finally available for pre sale. I am so excited about this book. I've poured my heart and soul into it, and I've shared every tip and trick that I've got on how to implement Profit First in private practice. I've taken the tried and true Profit First system and really, really customized it to the industry. In this book though, I'm not just giving you Profit First, I also included things like scaling your practice, team compensation, paying down debt. So there's a whole lot of other things that are are helpful for starting or growing your practice and really all around financial literacy for practice owners. I also have a lot of fun bonuses available for you if you pre-order before May 2nd. If you go to ProfitFirstForTherapists.com, you'll get all the details. There's a link to pre-order the book now You'll also be able to redeem your bonuses. There are things like early access to all of our tools and templates that are in the book. And if you buy three books or more, there are additional bonuses available to you as well. You'll also be entered into a raffle where you can win a profit first strategy session with me, Julie Harris. You can find the book at most online retailers like Amazon and Barnes and Noble as well. Hello, everyone. Today we are talking about measuring the ROI or return on investment of your advertising dollars. Um, I have the pleasure of chatting with John Sanders from RevKey. Hey, John, how are you?
1: Pretty good. Thanks for having me, Julie.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Um, So, John, tell us a little bit about you and RevKey.
1: So, I've been uh, doing RevKey for about four and a half years, uh, and I specifically do Google Ads, and most of my clients are in the mental health space.
0: Very good. And so um, today we're talking all about advertising. That is your space. So let's start by by this. Like, how do you even uh, start measuring or think of the return on investment when it comes to ads?
1: I think if you look at your advertising spend, and you really need to have a good handle on how many clients you're actually getting out of, and there are different types of digital ads that you can run. So. If we break those down and do us some types, and the one that I'm gonna talk most about is search ads. You type something in on Google, an ad comes up, you click on it, and you're off to the races. There are other types of advertising. There's you know those banner ads that you might see on like CNN or ESPN or something like that, advertising something generally, probably wanna avoid those. And then you also have um, some fairly like content intense types of ads like, If you're talking about like YouTube or if you're on TikTok or even social media. Um, So, I mean, those are some of the different types. And the reason I focus mainly on search ads is because we know those people are looking for your service. They They have typed in something like therapist near me, as opposed to a lot of cases with Facebook or display. You're saying target this type of person who may or may not have an interest in what you're doing. So uh, I think that search is probably the best example. It's also probably the one that's the most measurable because in a lot of cases, if we're talking about social media, you know, people might they might see a social media post and like your page and then come back to it, and you know, they might not start for another nine months after something happens to them. A lot of that is is really difficult to to measure those effects.
0: Where is so the you search saying, advertising? Oh, go ahead. Like, are you saying there's a, a much shorter window from like first contact to conversion to a client in um, searches then versus a social media strategy?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, to, to use marketing terminology or, or sales terminology, somebody who is doing that search on Google is much farther along in their buying cycle. They have already decided that they need a therapist, whereas you might be showing stuff to people on Facebook who might be thinking about it. Oh, I don't really need a therapist, but they change their mind later. Whereas you know somebody searching it, you know they're looking for it now, and ultimately when they do that search, we want your practice to ultimately be there.
0: Okay, so when you're advertising on uh, searches, like I'm assuming Google, Bing, right? That's or the, what are the other right. big players in that space?
1: That's pretty much it.
0: Those right are, there. it. okay. Yeah. So when you're when you're doing paid um, search ads, how do you, walk me through how you measure the return on investment there?
1: Sure, so the example I've come up with um, that I that, that we'll actually attach in the show notes is the idea of if you spent about $800 on search ads every month, uh, let's say you're kind of like a mid-size, midsize practice, maybe you've got six people, Um, And so if you spend $800 a month, you're going to spend about $10,000 a year if we're we're trying to make the math easy on on search ads. And so you only pay for search ads when somebody actually clicks on your your link. And so we call that cost per click. Um, And your average cost per click that I see across all accounts is about $5. So you're going to pay $5 a click. So that gives us easy math to get to we're going to get 2000 clicks in a year and so of those 2000 clicks how many of those fill out the form on your website how many call you how many click on your you know whatever scheduler you have for your practice or you know if you've got an ehr link on your website ultimately i want kind of a base minimum of five percent of those people to take action when they get on your website. So if we take that 5%, that leads us to 100 leads in a whole year. Um, of those 100 leads, you know, you talk to all 100 of them. Let's say 50% of those end up becoming patients. Once again, easy math. So you got 50 patients uh, for the year out of spending $10,000 in an
0: Okay, I want to recap that real quick. So $10,000 in ad spend turned into 2000 clicks, turned into 100 leads, and then that turns into 50 clients.
1: Right. If, okay. you know, um, and that's why I want to put this calculator up so, so people can kind of put in their own numbers here. Uh, I'm just trying to keep these numbers as, as simple as possible for the example.
0: Perfect. All right. What happens next?
1: Well, and then we have to think about the revenue side, right? Is how many. Uh, what, are, what is the average number of sessions that somebody is going to stay with the practice? Mm-hmm. Um, and so on my sheet here, I put that in as 20. And so if we get 20 sessions out of those 50 users, that would be 1,000 sessions over a year. Um, and then thinking about what are we going to make for each of those sessions? So in, in my example, I kind of split this out with two different places. Um, one is for insurance. I said, "What if you got $100 for uh, for each session from from insurance uh, versus private pay?" I put in $200. So once again, very easy math for us here. If we take that 1,000 sessions times $100 for the insurance, that's $100,000 in revenue for your practice if you're taking insurance. Than two hundred thousand if you're if you're doing private pay at two
0: hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, so those are some really nice numbers. I would, I, I think most practice owners would take uh, an, an extra hundred thousand or two hundred thousand in revenue.
1: Absolutely, and yeah. and you want to make this bet as as much as you can and can make it now. Um, you know, this, this is fairly simplified. We're not including management fees or the cost of a website here. This is really just kind of looking at the return on investment that you could potentially get from, from your ads. And you have to make sure that these numbers work for you. For example, that average cost per click of $5 probably is not going to happen in say New York city or Los Angeles, where there's a lot more competitors, your average cost per click might be $8. Um, And so you have to put that in also, I mean, if you think about, you know, if you have a really good team that, you know, the people who call in and you say, well, 75% of the time clients sign up with us. Well, then, you know, you can change that number to, you know, from, from 50% to 75%, you know, of, of of clients coming in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that would actually be more. So I'm just kind of changing these numbers that, you know, if you, you know whatever your private pay rate is, and that average session number is is really tough because that can vary. When I talk to potential clients, I always ask this question. Some people will say, "Well, I do EMDR, so people only stay eight to ten sessions." And then the next person will say, "Well, I do talk therapy, and people stay with me for two years." So you really have to kind of look in your your EHR and figure out what that number is, what that actual average number of sessions is going to be, and it can also vary with services. Like I said, EMDR, it's going to be shorter. Um, it's going to be different from couples versus an individual with anxiety. So I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that go with that.
0: Yeah. And I, I find that, that um, average length of treatment is really, really helpful, but it's not very easy to get out of the EHR usually. So in my mind, done is better than perfect. Like if you have just an idea of, is it 12 or 14 or is it 20 to 30, right? Like just having a range is is really right. uh, is really helpful there more than like having the perfect exact dollar amount. So this is a really helpful um, calculator. Will Does this dollar amount scale you think? So if, what I mean is if you're spending $10,000 a year and you're getting $100,000 in revenue, can you mm-hmm. spend $20,000 and get $200? Thousand in revenue, like it does, it just scale exponentially forever.
1: There's probably an, an area where you're going to hit kind of a, a diminishing returns, just because, like, especially, and this is kind of pre-COVID thinking, before you know, we had everyone on uh, doing telehealth. But like, if you were advertising thirty minutes around your office, there, I mean, there's only so many like people searching for therapy and collect, so like you could, you know, theoretically max that out at some point but I think that that's a, that's a point that's pretty hard to get to and you would have to be spending well more than $800 a month in, in just almost any market to, to get to that point. So, I mean, in this example, I mean, I've, you know, I've got clients, especially in, you know, some urban areas, you know, that'll spend two or three or $4,000 a month on, on ads. Um, but if you're in New York City, you can do that. It's one of the most densely populated places on the planet. There's always gonna be plenty of searches. So I think it just depends on your, your particular location.
0: Yeah, and the the rates would also um, be significantly higher, typically in New York City as well. Yeah, there's a everything lot- Everything is
1: gonna be higher. Like everything your cost per click is York gonna City. be higher. <laughs> your cost per click's higher, your rate's higher. So, uh, you know, the math, you know, probably approximately still works just because, you know, everything yeah. essentially is gonna be 30 to 40% higher. You know, if you're in New York or Los Angeles or even, you know, San Diego or Miami even.
0: So, John, um, if a practice's owner, a practice owner is wondering where exactly they should spend their advertising dollars, what's your take on that?
1: I would say that you want to probably max out this this search side first before you do, like um, before you start to go do other things, or at least that you're getting a lot of the that search volume uh, in your area for what you're for what you're advertising for. Um, because as we discussed, you know, if we're talking about like display ads or, uh, or social media, it's a lot harder to measure that. Um, okay. and there's definitely an effect, right? But if somebody finds you on social media, I mean, they may end up touching your website, you know, 10, 20 times before they actually do something. And, and some of that source is gonna get lost. So I mean there is something something to be said for that, that branding side of things. But it's a lot harder to, to measure.
0: Okay, so what what are some of the major differences then between various forms of digital advertising?
1: Sure, so once again, like if we're talking about Facebook uh, and you run a, a Facebook ad, in a lot of cases you will say, hey, Facebook, I, you know, go target women who make this much money, um, who are at this age range, and then you put an ad in front of them. With the idea of, you know, that some of them will 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 click on it, but there's a number of those people who will see that who, maybe they already have a therapist, maybe they're not interested in therapy, maybe they don't need therapy, and so it's trying. So it's essentially a little bit of a fishing expedition to figure out, you know, who you're who you're trying to who you're trying to get, and um, probably the same thing. You know, you could say the same thing for for YouTube as well. Um, One of the things that we really can't do within Google is we can't remarket. And what that means is, like, if you've ever been to a website to like buy a car or shoes or anything, and then those ads start following you around, we can't do that because Google won't let us because it's uh, because this is a HIPAA sensitive product. So I don't even I don't even really try to do that. Facebook will let you do that, um, but it's uh, still fairly limited. on, on how often you can actually do that on Facebook. Got it. So, okay. I mean, that's really kind of some of the strengths of things like YouTube and Facebook, which don't apply to us as much. I think on Facebook, I think you have to have a thousand users on your website a month for it to do remarketing ads for you. So that's that, that's a
0: pretty high bar. That's, yeah, that's, that would be a lot, um, especially depending on the size of our practice, right? That may or may not ever absolutely. apply, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, John, I want to take you in a little bit of a different direction. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how the economy and a p- potential recession uh, should factor into decision-making when it comes to uh, paid ads. I
1: think this is probably the most important question to really ask right now is because, you know, the data I see says that there's like a 60 to 70% chance we're going to go into to a recession, which... Um, I, I would like to emphasize is that, you know, especially if you are uh, one of the younger listeners, um, this is not necessarily we're going into another 2008 situation. This is going to be more like I think the you know recessions of the 80s and 90s that were were not as severe. But um, one of the classic business mistakes in a recession is recession hits, and the the the, the finance professional, but Julie wouldn't do this, says. <laughs> oh, man, we got to stop spending money on marketing. We got to stop spending money on marketing because they view it as an expense that can be cut. But if we look at our last example that we just talked about, if you don't spend that $10,000 on marketing, you may have just cost yourself one hundred dollars to $200,000 in revenue. So it's not stop all marketing. It's examine all marketing kind of under this lens and say, well, we spent this amount on social media. Did we get that back? Did, did that number? Of, did, did we get enough people from those social media posts to justify that? Or your YouTube program? Or if you do flyers or billboards or anything like any piece of marketing like that, you really have to look at what you spent, and how many people you think you got out of it, and what does that mean for your revenue? Um, I the think we need. Maybe- You hit the
0: nail on the head there because a lot of times like we, you know, as the accounting professional, we look at the the profit and loss and say like, where are there areas um, of opportunity for cutting, but advertising is very, very valuable. But a lot of times if the business owner doesn't, is not measuring what's working or what's not working, like they don't know if it's working, then you can't measure if that is effective. So I think that's a big piece of it. And it's not a really fun piece. But it's really, really necessary to be able to, to evaluate if you are getting a return on investment or not.
1: Right, and it's probably one of the hardest parts of digital advertising is to make sure that you're getting some of that conversion data to see are you getting forms, calls, clicks on your schedule or, and things like that. And so making sure that you're, you're measuring that and, and challenging your, your marketing people like me and say, hey, what am I getting out of this? And, and and they need to be able to come up with a good answer for you. Um, and so I think that that's really it's it's not cut all advertising and marketing, but you're probably going to cut some, especially if it's if it's hard to prove where you know where the return on investment is coming from. I think it's
0: them. working, yeah. So John, uh, in in my accounting firm, we're seeing a lot of. Uh, smaller solo practices that maybe went out in 2020, 2021, because there were so many clients at that point, right? So a lot of people went out on their own and didn't need to advertise because there was just so much need that you just, all you have to do is put up your, put up your website, maybe put up a psychology today profile and you could get full. But what we're seeing right now is like, that is really slowing down. And some of these smaller or newer practices are, 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 are struggling right now. Um, so what would you say to a, a newer practice owner who hasn't had to advertise before, who's now faced with just dwindling caseloads?
1: Sure, and especially when it comes to digital advertising, I think really everything starts with your website. Is, is your website good? Does it have you know different pages on the different services? That you have. So, in a lot of cases, people will come to me and say, Hey, I want to advertise. I'll look at their website and say, You have this one service page that's just bullet points of like everything you do. Like these things need to all go out and become their own web pages. So, when we advertise anxiety counseling, I want to take them to a page that's just about anxiety. And so, it's really about making sure that you have that good web presence before you actually start do eight digital ads, especially for the smaller practice owners who you've done your website yourself. I remember I did my my, my first company website myself uh, as well, um, but really try to get a professional involved in that. And also, you should be focusing on revenue generating activities, not learning how to do WordPress or Squarespace. Those are not really what you're supposed to do.
0: Seriously, um,
1: And I have to remind myself of that sometimes: is that this is not something I should be doing. This is something that my assistant should be doing. This is something that an accounting professional should be doing. Um, And so, always kind of keep that in mind with your with with your time as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of times that I like, I think all business owners fall into that trap sometimes too, right? Of like, oh, you're why am I doing this again? What is what is going on? Um, Okay, so John you have this calculator that's going to be available for our listeners. Where can they go to find that and, and really dig in on the return on investment of their advertising?
1: Sure. If you just go to my website, which is revkey.com. That's R E V K E Y.com. And I'll put that up as a blog and you can also find out about uh, some of my other services and uh, also kind of take a look at the rest of my team as well. And, um, you know, we're, 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 growing and having, having, a, having a great year and hopefully this recession thing's not going to mess everyone up too much.
0: Yeah. Well, so, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you can help a practice owner that might want to like dip their toe into paid ads, but is not sure where to start.
1: Sure. Absolutely. And I, I, I start everything with a consultation where we take a look at your website and, you know, if your website isn't, doesn't have, a, have enough content. Okay. Well, let's go, let's go get some content for it. You know, it's it's delays revenue for me, but I want I want to be able to run successful ads that are going to get you know people in the door. Whereas if you just have that one service page with bullet points, that's usually not going to do it, and you're going to spend a lot of money on 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 advertising that, that's not going to get you anything. I don't okay. I don't, don't want to do that for you. And so, uh, and everything we do is month to month, um, especially for those smaller practice owners uh, who are we're just you know really looking to get full for themselves. So, you know, what we would do is, you know, look at the pages on your website, what you want to advertise for, make sure your website's appropriate for that. And then, um, you know, build your Google ads campaign, write your ads and your keywords and everything like that. And then, you know, make sure once again, that that conversion tracking pieces on the website, are your, are your forms recording somewhere that uh, they the happened, you know, because of, because of paid ads. And that gets down to like having something like Google Analytics on your website. And I end up usually helping, especially smaller practice owners who are like, what is Google Analytics? And we'll, we'll get that installed on, on
0: your website. Yeah, like you. figuring out all the, all the little pieces.
1: Right, and there's just so much minutia. And, and, and once again, it's, it, it's something that, you know, I, I do find some practice owners, especially people in their, who are in their second career, you know, who used to be in IT, they're great at it. But for the most part, if you're a private practice owner, like this is, that's really not what you should spend your time doing. You should spend your time, you know, getting clients and, uh, you know, working with them in sessions and generating revenue, not once again, not trying to figure out how Google Analytics works.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um... Thank you, John. I always end the podcast by asking my guest, what is your favorite business book and why? And we've gotten so many really interesting uh, book recommendations over the years. So what is your favorite business book?
1: So mine is, uh, and I remember I read this right before I started RevKey, and it's really about blogging. It's called They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And he was a pool guy who saved his entire pool business during the 2008 recession by blogging and getting his site a lot more visible. And so this isn't necessarily about paid ads, but I think it is something about, you know, kind of digital advertising. Um, And it's this idea of, you know, you take the most common questions that you get asked all of the time, and that's what you should really be blogging about. And so he just presents it in a really great way you know, talking about how, um, you know, he's, he saved his business during, you know, one of the worst economic times in, in, in our history just by, you know, doing some doing some digital marketing. So I thought that was really inspirational. It's the one that's always stuck with me.
0: I love it. I have not heard of that book, but I, we will link to it in the show notes. We will also link to your blog post and I'm going to check that book out. That sounds really interesting. Great. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com slash accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it.
1: The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.